Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. challenges us to get ready for the rapture. He says that if we're believers in Christ, what do we have to lose? We should be preparing ourselves and others daily because it is our duty as believers in Christ. You must be ready for His return so that when He does return, you won't have any regrets towards life. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update. To learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update at jdfarag.org. Now here's Pastor JD with today's prophecy update as shared on August 27, 2023. I do though need to read just a brief quote from this report, if that's okay. I think you'll see why as I do. Quoting, there are disturbing signs surfacing that U.S. government agencies are aiming, put that in your hip pocket for now, to bring back (laughs) COVID lockdowns and mask mandates as breathless (gasps) new reports of highly mutated variants are spreading through the media like wildfire. Come on. Aiming? That's deliberate. I got to aim. I better be careful with this one. (laughs) I better not do that that way. Breathless, really? Spreading like wildfire? Psalm 37, don't fume over evildoers and workers of iniquity, because this... Praise the Lord. Now, the third reason, by the way, the Lord gets the last laugh. Can't wait. I'm actually asking for a front row seat. You, you should ask too. We, maybe we sit together. Is that bad? Third reason. It has to do with these upcoming summits, one of which took place this last week. Now, because we've addressed this in prior updates, I'll just briefly explain what these summits are and why they are and will be a game changer in every sense of the word. We'll start with the BRICS Summit, which is the acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. This group of five nations have a significant impact on the global economy, and their aim is global governance. 
This much-anticipated summit officially commenced last Tuesday with its president saying, quote, it is expected to be the most significant in the group's history. Of course it is. The second one is the UN Sustainable Development Goals, also known as SDGs, Summit 2023. It will be held September 18th and 19th in New York. This is Agenda 2030, you understand. Now what is the prophetic significance of this? Well, it cannot be overstated because on June 13th, they announced their agenda. Yes, they have an agenda, their aim, if you prefer, for this particular summit, this year. Not only did they announce it, they specified it as the new agenda for peace by the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs. Again, we covered this prior, but they did so by way of a publication bearing the title. You see it there on the screen. Maybe they can put it back up for those of you online. We need seven years. What time is it now? Yep, you got seven years of accelerated transformative action to achieve SDGs goals, Agenda 2030. Seven years. We need seven years. Not eight. We just need seven. Six? No, not enough. We need seven. Perfect. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Enter this upcoming summit right here on Oahu, which we talked about last week. It's the Hawaii Digital Government Summit Honolulu, scheduled for Monday, September 25th. As I mentioned last week, I don't plan to be available that day. It seems that on the heels of what happened on and to Maui, This particular summit was on the receiving end of unwanted attention as evidenced by a subsequent post about, quote, (laughs) misleading social media posts circulating, falsely asserting that this summit is aimed at transforming Maui into the first smart island. Well, that's because it was aimed at transforming Maui into the first smart island. As early as 2006, maybe even earlier. Okay. Let me try to bring it in here. Would you agree with me that the timing of all of this is as suspect as it is prophetic? What do you mean? Well, it comes at what's affectionately referred to as a high watch time. What's a high watch time? I'm glad you asked. The fall feasts, specifically that of the Feast of Trumpets, which is also known as Rosh Hashanah, 
This is the reason that students of Bible prophecy get so excited during this time, because Jesus fulfilled the first four feasts at the appointed time. This is why many believe the last three will also be fulfilled at the appointed time. Quick reference, just real quick. Seven feasts of the Lord. By the way, the word feast, same word in my native language of Arabic as it is in the Old Testament Hebrew. It's the word moad. The word moad carries with it the meaning of an appointed time or appointment or sign pointing to the appointed time and final destination when it's fulfilled. And every single one of these seven Moads will be the last three of which will be fulfilled by the person of Jesus Christ, vis-a-vis the first four being fulfilled by the person of Jesus Christ. They are feasts, moads, signs, pointing to the appointed time when they would be fulfilled. The Feast of Passover, the crucifixion, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the burial, the Feast of first fruits, the Resurrection, the Feast of Pentecost, the birth of the church, the church age, the first four at the appointed time. Next one, the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, some of you are going, when is it this year? It's before September 25th. <laughs> you, you look it up. You look it up. Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets, the Rapture. Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, the Second Coming, the whole house of Israel will be saved. The, the atonement, when they call upon the one that they had pierced. And then the Feast of Tabernacles, also known as the Feast of Booths. The Millennium the kingdom age, that 1,000 year rule and reign on earth in its pre-fallen state and eternity future. All of these moads, the appointed time, fulfilled at the appointed time by the person of Jesus Christ. That's why we get excited, by the way. Be that as it may, I'm going to end the way we began, and once again pose the question, what if the pre-trib rapture is about to happen at the appointed time this year? What would you do? What would you do that you're currently not doing if you knew the pre-trib rapture could happen at the appointed time this year? I'll say it one last time. What do you have to lose by being ready? What do you have to lose by also readying others so they're ready by getting Jesus to people and people to Jesus? 
This is the gospel. You know the rapture is the gospel too, right? It's, it's, it's sad because the go-to is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first four verses, when Paul says this is the gospel, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. But that's not the first time the apostle Paul wrote about the gospel. The first time he wrote about the gospel was in his first letter to the Thessalonians in the context of the rapture. Here's the gospel. Jesus Christ came, He was crucified, He was buried, He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the gospel, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what the gospel is. Please don't leave off the last part, the best part, the rapture part. That's part of the good news. That's the best part of the good news. I mean, just think about it. What if, what if it was just the good, good news? Jesus came, He died for you, He was buried, He rose again on the third day. Have a nice day. Bye. No! <laughs> He's coming back to take us out. Good news. We've been doing the ABCs of salvation for... I guess I lost count of how many years now. Maybe somebody knows. And we do it because, imagine, people are getting saved. I know, shocking. It's just a tool, a simple tool to equip you with, so that you, like Peter writes, can be at the ready. Should God ever give you the profound privilege of sharing Jesus with somebody and even leading them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's just a simple childlike tool, starting with the A, which is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. You're a sinner, and you need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous not even one. No one's good. You might be good, but no one will ever be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we've all sinned, and now there's a penalty for that sin, and that's Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. We've all sinned, and we've all been sentenced to death. Here's the good news. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice the contrast between gift and wages. He purchased the gift, and He offers it to us. It cost Him everything. That's the A. Here's the B, and this is so central. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10.9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. John 3.16, the most well-known verse in all of the Bible. Everybody knows John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him, would not perish, but have everlasting life. The C, lastly, is for call 
upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. By the way, very quickly, this is really important. Every knee is going to bow, and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The only difference is, it's either now for salvation, or then for eternal damnation. But every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Romans 10.13 seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you, I plead with you, if you're watching online, you're still, there's a reason. (laughs) God has brought you to this video for such a time as this. For today is the day of salvation and the day of your salvation. If you're here in this church and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, putting your trust in Him, believing in Him, I'm, I'm, I'm imploring you, I, I beseech you, I beg you. Today is the day to make the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Now is the time. Well, today's Bud God testimony comes from Lori Arnold, who writes, Hi, Pastor J.D., my name is Lori, and we live in Southern California. I have a but God story that I hope will bless you and be a reminder that God is good even when massive destruction is taking place all around us. I have been listening to your prophecy updates for years, you poor thing. And I frequently take a deep dive into your past sermons when I do my studies because I can count on your accuracy and discernment and knowledge of Scripture. A huge thank you to your congregation for sharing you with the rest of us, to which you would say, you can have him. (laughs) Back to my but God story. Three weeks ago, my husband and I went to a cabin in our local mountains, as we often do, to retreat from the crazy around us. We take our Bibles, food, bottled water, fishing pole, not much else, no news, no people, no mail, no worries. That sounds really good. It's wonderful. Last week, I received a text from my sister to let us know that a hurricane was headed to Southern California as she shared the devastating news about Maui. For the last two Sundays, we tuned into your live services on your website from the safety of our cabin in the woods and our slippers next to a cozy fire in the fireplace, listening to the birds chirping outside the living room window. That's too much information, by the way. Just kidding. We prayed for all those affected on Maui and prayed for the supplies to get delivered to those who needed them most. Praise the Lord, they did. Why am I telling you this? Because the terror that was about to unfold all around us came on so fast and without notice and without reason. 
It began to sprinkle on Sunday afternoon, then turned to much-needed rain around dinner time. We watched the small creek near the cabin beginning to swell and overflow its borders. Within minutes, the flow of the water ran over the dirt road to the cabin, which is the only way out. I told my husband how blessed we are to have food and water to last for several weeks if we have to stay for a few extra days. As the night's darkness fell upon us, the rain increased, the river roared, boulders began to slam against each other, trees were being ripped out of the ground like twigs, and to top it off the electricity went out. The deep blackness all around us was barely affected by our dim flashlights. That was our first but God moment. I began to sing. God is so good. <laughs> I, I almost, God is so, that's, she sang a different song. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. A peace came over me that surpasses all human understanding. I know that's scripture. But unless you have experienced it in a spiritual way, peace is just another nice word. A flash flood was destroying everything right outside our front door. But God heard my praise and worship. I did not know the outcome of the storm. I did not know if we were going to live through it. But I knew that God was present, and that was all that mattered. At first light, Monday morning, we exited the cabin. We just stood there, staring at the chaos and destruction. I asked God why He spared our lives. But that is not even the best part of the story. The floodwaters took a small 10-foot wide creek and made it as wide as two football fields and 20 feet deep in some areas. It took out streets, bridges, trees, and cabins. Nothing was off limits. So here's the good part. We walked down the dirt road that is our only exit off the mountain, It meets up with a paved road that will get us to the highway. God caused the raging waters to make a sharp right turn right at that intersection so that we would have a way to escape. You can't make this stuff up. God did that. I'm bawling as I'm writing this to you. His grace and mercies toward us are endless. Even in the middle of our darkest hour, He is there. No matter how much chaos and destruction is all around us, He is there. Even when the deafening sounds, can you imagine, are so loud that we can feel it in our hearts, He is there. I would not trade His presence for anything this world has to offer. People can say, oh, you thank Him and praise Him now because you made it through that wrong. We thanked Him and praised Him through that because He is deserving of glory and honor and praise regardless of our circumstances in His service glory. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. 
You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.